y'all. I'm Erin Bagwell. And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism. In our world, cowboy boots are must-have in your closet. The witches of Eastwick abolish the patriarchy. And I can make men stop talking by casting a spell. Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Hello. Happy Halloween. Diana. We're such losers. I love How it. How spooky. Today is Halloween. We're so cute. How's it going? Great. How are you doing? Um, can I just tell you that Halloween in Park Slope is like the greatest holiday of all time? Yeah, it is really something else. I've never actually been there, though, for the festivities. I've only ever seen the decorations. It is adorable because the children just like take over the neighborhood and all of the like places of business, shops, stores, bodegas, restaurants, give them Halloween candy. The neighborhood is just teeming with kids. There's a band. There was a pony one year in the park. (laughs) I love it. It was quite magical. You know, it's B-A-N-A-N-A-S. You're going to have a kid to dress up next year. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That was quite a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I texted my girlfriends. I'm on like a chain of girls who were pregnant. Now they both have newborns yeah um and i was like my biggest regrets that Ginny is gonna be born after all of the holiday onesies oh she's not gonna get any of those pumpkins or santas she'll be little next year though she's not exactly going off to college next fall for sure oh my gosh cute but well we'll see maybe we'll maybe i'll sneak a christmas one in there depending on when she comes you can sneak it you i feel like a snowflake onesie is something mm. that is can kind of be you know around till march yeah and then we'll be i got a lot of bears oh my god amazing a lot of furry bears a lot of furry parkas a lot of like sheep like we can dress like a little sheep <laughs> oh my god my heart is gonna explode yeah she's gonna have a lot of she's so many outfits Every, I had my baby shower and nobody got me anything off the registry. Everyone just got me outfits, like the cutest outfits. Helpful. I love it. <laughs> Fantastic. Just what you need. Sal and I are like, so are we going to have to buy all this stuff? Yeah, you're or... like, thanks, guys. <laughs> she's going to look great. She's going to look great, though. She's not going to have anywhere to sleep, but she's going to look great. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Speaking of Halloween and outfits, what was your best, worst Halloween costumes? So my favorite Halloween costume was this hideous... Kent, I'm going to ask you the same question. Oh my gosh, here we go. He's not even listening to us. Go ahead. (laughs) It was this hideous dress that was the traditional, like, it was white and it was a traditional princess dress. Like, you know, like the tapered neck and the big poofy sleeves and like the huge, like it looks like a cupcake. Yeah. The best part about this is that it was somebody's wedding dress. Because Ooh, I found cool. it at a Goodwill. Fun. And it had a huge... How old are we talking here? I would have been 13. Okay. What? No, just continue. <laughs> and I like... It had a huge coffee stain on the front of it. I thought you're old enough to start dressing like a slut. It's interesting that oh you wear a cupcake. Oh my God, absolutely not. Oh, I never wore any clothes like past 12 years old. Okay, so I'm going to throw the question <laughs> right back at you then. What did you dress up as? always something slutty for sure amazing that was my category like slutty actual I, like we got like schoolgirl. 
We actually, this was a really dumb one. I told Sal about the other day and he was like, what are you talking about? But I've, I'm always too lazy to like buy or orchestrate a costume. So what happens is like the day before I'll just like put together like a bra and like a mini skirt and like a cat ear. Love it. But one year I was a deal or no deal girl. Do you show? I mean, you laugh. One of them is married to Prince Harry now. Uh, there you go. Everyone, just I like wore sit down. like a like a cocktail dress and then had for some reason a silver briefcase and thought this is culturally relevant. Fantastic. I love that. I think that's a great costume. <laughs> Such a dumb thing to be. Must have just came out or something. Oh my god. What are you going as tonight? <sighs> Um, well, Sal's playing a show, actually, what? in the Lower East Side, but they're all dressing up. That's oh, okay, a big great. Costume. I was like, Mrr. They're still figuring out what they're going to be, either like Scooby-Doo, or I told them they should all be like different versions of Cher. Um, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> you could go as like, if I could turn back time. I feel like that's the base you need wouldn't to step that, into as the lead singer of I don't know if he could pull off a tuck like that, but. I mean. We can see. He can death drop. <laughs> you wish. Oh, my God. Um, I I don't know when I'm going to be, but there is something that I'm thinking about. But I told Sal if he buys me the, like, accessories for it, I'll do it. But I, otherwise, I'm not going to dress up because okay. I'm too fat. So Stop. Okay. Well, we, we're going to keep our eyes glued to your Instagram then to see what happens. Yeah. What are you going to be? I'm you gonna, were Lady Gaga last year. I was Lady you Gaga so last cute year. with your pink hat. Thank Where'd you. Where'd you get that hat? I bought a white hat and I painted it pink. You did? Yeah. Wow. Because I went on an excursion across all of Canal Street and most of the West Village. Could not find a pink hat. Couldn't, well, I found a pink hat, but it was 400 bucks. It's made of real, it's made of like real felt. So I was like, oh my God, I can't buy a $400 hat. It was literally this hat you that I found. You painted that hat? Yeah. Where was the sto- Instagram story about that? It was all so last minute that I think I was like, and I wasn't sure if it How was going to turn out. How did you paint it? Like what kind it was of, just like a, did you do like a spray paint, a fabric mm-mm. paint? I know. I just bought like an acrylic shitty paint from Party City and then I painted the white hat. Wow. And I went as Lady Gaga you from did Joanne. Great, you did a great job. And I like emulated the album cover. Yeah. I like stared at that album cover trying to figure out all the details. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight I'm going as Garth from Wayne's World. Are you and your mayor doing something together? Correct. That's cute. He really wanted to do a couple's costume and I really didn't. So then we spent a year talking about it and now we're doing a couple's costume. Sal and I were Kermit and Miss Piggy once and that was good. Oh my God. Are there pictures that (laughs) exist of this? The best part was he had this green visor and I cut a ping pong ball to make the eyeballs. That looks good. Amazing. And then I wore a bra (laughs) (laughs) and a pink skirt and like a see-through shirt over it did you wear a little nose i wore a nose yeah and ears and satin gloves oh obviously iconic i need photos yeah Yeah, they exist well mostly what i'm excited about to play garth i'm not playing garth i'm just being garth is that i'm gonna be so warm i'm gonna be so warm i've never worn on halloween thank you that was a question i had about your princess outfit was that growing up like in buffalo you'd buy your costume and then you'd wear your parka over it did you guys have to do that too um my grandma had a fur stole so i wore a fur stole and one year i wore a fur jacket that my mom had in the 70s which i felt very very gross about and i was like but i was warm i don't love fur you were little uh, yeah, I know. I didn't internalize it. And then looking back at the photos, I'm like, mm. but I, I feel like, like vintage fur is okay. 
It is what it is. Is it? Cut me warm on Halloween. PETA don't come after me. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get red paint thrown on our mics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to be Garth. It's going to be fun. Wait, so is the princess your best costume or your worst? Best. What was your worst? Um... Oh, I'm sure there are just so many. I went as a gypsy one year and I had to wear my fleece jacket underneath my gypsy mm. clothes. And it was so sad. It was very uh, Canadian. Yeah. I, you know, I was like the real deal, but that sucked. That sucked. Um, I've had some bad like adult ones where I just haven't really tried. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I've got it because I always try to go for like pop culture references and people are like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think are going to be the big costumes this year? Black Panther. Black Panther. I think JVN is going to be a big, big, big costume this year. Oh, that's a good yeah. thought. I think the Queer Eye guys are going to be, the Fab Five are going to be big costumes. That's a good one. Megan. I bet anybody from Drag Race. Really? I feel like people don't do the drag queen thing because you really got to commit. That's true. It's probably a lot, very hard. There's a lot that goes into that look. Hmm. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's always so... Oh my God. Someone dressed with love. Deliver us. At, like, um, as Trump for my mom's Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have that party anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Mary Alice was like, we're canceling that. Um, I don't know. I think I, I love the celebrity costumes. You know, they have the best hair makeup mm, yeah. stylists ever. And I, I always love Kim to see, always like... Kim looks great. Kim Kardashian always does a great job. She was Cher last year, which I thought was amazing. And Selena. She did a good Selena, too. She did a good Selena. Um, so I was kind of keep my eyes peeled for like what Heidi Klum Klum does. Stefani was um, the girl from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I'm a little bit ignoring her right now. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> um, aside from the Halloween costume breakdown, we're also here to discuss The Witches of Eastwick. Yes, we are. What, not giving it a review, though, because this film is almost 40 years old. <laughs> so no, we it's not. It's 30. Yeah. <laughs> she just means it's 40. <laughs> I'm just rounding up to the nearest decade. Actually, Kent, I wanted to hear what what's your best. Oh, yeah. Before Do you have we get a good Halloween? It. Are you a Halloween person? Nope, he's not. You're he's not? shaking his head. Uh, Kent, you're right. such a fashion man. Oh, thank you. But uh, no? Not, not does, so don't want to put in the effort? Uh, it's not putting in the effort. I'm just not big on parties. And usually parties mm. are the thing you dress up for. What about when you were little? I was such boring boy stuff. I would, I would be like a Yankee. Okay. Or something like that. It's a good one. Here, I will share this image of me. Oh my goodness, when we've I, got a, went, a visual, Betty's. When I went all out one year, like right after college, and I was uh, Paris Hilton. <gasps> Ken in drag, we must see. Mm-hmm. That was wrong. People do, do, people do go drag. I feel like I might have been Paris Hilton at one oh point, Oh, my God. That is amazing. Kent is wearing a shoulder-length blonde wig with bangs, clear pink glasses, <laughs> the bag in the purse, of course, and then some kind of pink princess top and a plaid skirt. Little, what do you got on your feet during this? Uh, white boots. Yeah, White boots. All right. That works. Um, it's fabulous. I 100% was also Paris Hilton. <laughs> Wearing something slutty and had a dog in a bag and thought, this is great. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I'm sure a bra was involved in that costume. Yeah. What was the name of her dog? Her chihuahua? Does anybody remember? I'm like struggling to remember. It was so, it was like so. What a great question. Yeah. This is like a million dollar question. This is a deal or no deal question. <laughs> I don't even remember what that show's concept was. 
You just you picked the briefcase for the number value. Yeah. What did they? What kind of questions did they ask you? Was it pop culture? I literally cannot remember a single thing about no, but this. Howie Mandel was the host. Absolutely, he was. Oh my god, that man's still on TV. What? Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Oh my god. Yes. Tinkerbell. So iconic. You should go as Tinkerbell. <laughs> I'm not telling what I'm being. Okay. This is I've a- already lost interest. <laughs> okay. I think I know what you're being, so I'm just gonna Really? What do I'm you gonna think? keep an eye on your Instagram. Nope. What no, do you I'm think? Not it make- no, I'm not gonna embarrass myself by making a prediction. It's so weird and it's Sal's idea. Oh, is it like specific? It's not pop culture? It is. I'm nervous. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't read Sal's brain. I'm not right, sure. I don't so want to spend time in there. So there's this meme of like a... You're going to tell us? Yeah. Here we go. Well, now I feel like it's not yeah, that you exciting. Gotta do we might it. as well just pop the bubble. There's this meme of a pregnant squirrel. Have you seen this? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's it. It's just a photo. You can Google it, Kent, of a squirrel that's pregnant. And you're going as so the pregnant squirrel. So I was going to be... I was just going to wear the ears... I would have never guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> and a gray sweater and call it a day. Boo. And do like a side-by-side on my Instagram of me and the squirrel. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you think I was going to be? I thought you were going to be Cardi B. Oh, yeah. Because you wanted to do I Cardi wanted B. to do that, but I'm not I'm not organized enough to make it happen. I mean, you just go buy a lot of junk jewelry and a long wig, and I well, think I you got it. Well, I wanted to do the Rolling Stone cover. Yeah. Yeah, um, you could I'm emulate just, it enough. I'm just not going to. All right. The problem is, it, it is her partner. Offset? Yeah. His suit is too hard to do. The red velvet. I'm not investing oh, in figuring you would want that the, Oh, yeah, so you were going to do, do like it. a thing. Got it. Yeah, not anymore. Did also, you find the pregnant squirrel? I did, yeah. Show it to Diana, Kent. I'm not wanting to see this. Share but the wealth. We're going to get into it. Why? <laughs> I'm ready to receive. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, yeah, you have to be that. Yeah, that's a great costume. I mean, really. Anyway, back to uh, <laughs> the theme of this episode. Sorry, we've derailed a little. It's a Halloween theme. Yeah, for sure. We um, checked in and watched another share movie. Of course. On a share kick. We also, were going to do Hocus Pocus, I think. Yeah. I think we talked about doing also, Hocus Pocus. Also, I couldn't find Hocus Pocus on any of the apps. No, so this is what the apps do is they take all the really popular movies off so that they can generate a lot of money from people renting them. Yeah, but you couldn't even rent it on mine. Oh, really? It wasn't on Amazon. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Hulu. It wasn't anywhere. I think mine was on... Oh, mine was on Google Play. I don't think that's connected to my That's device. the one channel you don't have? Maybe I got to get it then. Yeah. You got to get Google Play. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'd never seen which is. I had to rent which is Vistrick. It wasn't on any of my stuff. Yeah, I had to rent it too. But it, it, it when you search it, it shows you what you can and cannot purchase. Right. 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 Hocus Pocus didn't even come up. I feel like it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, how do you like this movie? Um, <laughs> such a loaded question. It's such a weird movie because I absolutely loved seeing Cher, Susan Sarandon, and Michelle Pfeiffer on screen together, and mm-hmm. they really do. George Miller, who directed it, like whoa, of Mad whoa, whoa. Max fame. Yeah, can we hold hold the phone a minute? So, well, yeah, go ahead. So the director of Mad Max, Babe Pig in the City, Happy Feet. <laughs> also directed this film it, when i googled that today i was like what the what well because i was watching the movie and i'm like who the f directed this and then i was like oh my good god yeah. this man went on to do some stuff 
I mean, I, it's a great movie. Witches of Eastwick? Yes. <laughs> I loved it. I loved the women. I thought I it was loved, great. Like, Jack Nicholson is a lunatic, and he always is, and he's himself in this movie, and that's totally fine. Do you like Jack Nicholson? I do. I really like Jack Nicholson. Me too. Yeah, of course. He's really good in that Diane Keaton movie. Oh my God, something's got to give. <laughs> he's a delight. Amazing. Um, but no, this movie's a goddamn mess, and like, I can't, I can't condone this film. Really? It's like, no, I can't. The premise of it is so cute. It's about three witches who don't know their witches, who don't know their witches, who conjure up their dream man, and basically, like, all hell breaks loose as like they all fall in love with him, and they yeah. all like. You know, their lives just spiral out of control as they're courted by him. The guy's played by Jack Nicholson. And it's like such a cute premise. And mm-hmm. I feel like when you read the production notes, the production on this film was like such a mess. I'm like, yeah, you can kind of tell. Really? I didn't get any of that. <laughs> My God, did you? You loved this movie? I did. Yeah. Tell me what you loved about it. Well, you know, I love I love the small town gals. You know, this is a Halloween. It's a holiday movie. So I think you're. you're it takes um, place in the summer. It's not a Halloween movie. All the trees are fully green and the grass is like emerald. Oh, wow. You're 100% right. <laughs> you are right. It's not a Halloween movie. Because for some movie. reason they do that wide shot of the church and there's like a dog in the field. Yeah. And it's like, where's that? Where'd the dog come from? <laughs> it really bothered me that the dog was just walking around the town. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you're right. It's you're not right. a it seasonal not movie. A season- well, what I mean to say by seasonal is it's a film that is it's a holiday film like it's witches of eastwick like yeah. we're not watching this in the summer well this is a Halloween if more movie. like in like so george miller like hadn't really done big budget hollywood stuff before this movie oh yeah did you go into the notes about oh, his whole yeah. sherbopple and blah blah sherbopple. blah yeah it was a sherbopple indeed well, I mean, it sounded like he had had great success working on other films, and then he got into this production ego match with the producers of this, and he tried to quit twice. Honestly, though. And then Jack Nicholson was in solidarity with him, and he's like, if George is gone, I'm gone, which I thought was, like, amazing. Oh, really? To have Jack Nicholson on your team and, like, backing you as the director. Also, loved it. Um, the women all were really obsessed with Jack Nicholson, too. Yeah, well, women are uh, women are obsessed with Jack well, Nicholson. Well, he he took them on set. I guess the women were not treated great on this set. Oh, surprise, surprise! And Crazy. We're kind of treated like you know, just be pretty and like know your lines and like keep it to yourself. And he like worked with them on what they would say and how they would say it, and really like sat with them and like they got into the craft of it. And the women felt seen by him. And this is so weird. Um, share. Her and Jack Nicholson are both Tauruses, the astrological sign, as am I. And she, he gave her a hand-painted bull because of their astrological sign, which she has. And then she also has a baby photo of himself that she keeps framed in her bedroom. I love it. That's because so Because she's fair. like, he was, a tr- he was a dream. Amazing. And we're friends for life. You know, anybody who works with Jack Nicholson... For all of his, like... Puts his baby photos every, in their so room. It's so normal. Everybody... No, I'm just kidding. Um, and no, women who work with him and, like, people who work with him, they always talk about, like, you know, he's such a scoundrel. He's, like, known for being, like, such a crazy guy. But they all talk about, like, his work ethic and him well, the on George set Miller is a thing. delight. Yeah, and the George Miller thing was, like, he told George Miller, you got to be a little crazy for them to take you seriously. So I think yeah, this is a Yeah, he said, facade. like, I'm dropping out of the film if you... 
like if you aren't respected, I'm not going to be a part of it. But I think the Jack Nicholson crazy is a bit of like a oh, a no. show. I think that's fully him. Oh, you think he's like? Oh my god, I think Nicholas Cage level nuts. More than that, I think he's what? like. Well, he doesn't. Nicholas Cage doesn't have the longevity of Jack Nicholson. Speaking he doesn't have the of respect of it. Movies, have you seen that really scary trailer? You're Nick, gonna have to be more specific. That Nick Cage is in, where no. he rescues that girl, and it's so scary. No, is this like a Taken situation? A hundred percent, it is. Oh my god! Except it's like. Can we stop making these movies? Except it's like has like a '80s visual theme. It looks so scary. He's got a chainsaw and like a guitar. It's very weird. Anyway, I'm not gonna see it. Okay. <laughs> Um, but sadly, yeah, to talk about the women again a little bit more, Cher basically talks about how after her 40th birthday, she was like, oh my God, I'm 40. I just got nominated for an Oscar for Silkwood. Like I'm living my best life. I'm going to make all these movies. And basically George Miller called and he said, I just wanted to call and tell you that I don't want you in my movie. And Jack Nicholson and I think you're too old and you're not sexy. And basically he did not stop there. That he was like, um, I don't like the way you walk. I don't like the way you talk. I don't like the color of your hair. I don't like the shape of your eyes. And Cher was basically like, excuse me, I'm an Academy Award nominee. And you can go fuck yourself. And I got the Keynes Film Festival Award for Best Actress for Masks. So if this conversation is over, we have nothing more to say. And she did the movie. And they cast her. And then they all became obsessed with her because obviously she's Cher and she's stunning in this movie. The shit women have to put up with just <sighs> to like she's do been their nominated. job. Not even. Who cares if she like is a nobody? It's like yeah, the fact that these men feel entitled to speak to women this way. Also, for you to call somebody who hadn't been cast in your movie and tell them why you weren't going to get cast in this movie is a very mean thing to it do. It just sounds like he was so afraid and needed to take it out on Cher. <sighs> probably i mean that's like i mean it's interesting this movie did seem like it had a like a bucket of bolts that just were missing yeah but i will say i really appreciated when jack nicholson like he kind of woos each of the women and he goes on these feminist soliloquies and i was down for it and he was talking about like the power of women and but he didn't actually believe any of it i know that was the sad part we learned that later He's actually very <laughs> He actually is awful to all of them. I was like, them. is this a feminist film? Absolutely not. <laughs> In no way is this a feminist movie that we are reviewing on our feminist podcast. No, it's not. I was, I was, he was such a good actor that I believed oh, yeah. him. Of course. No, I think what this movie really, what I really struggle with with this movie is you have these incredible, it's an incredible cast. Like it is stacked to the brim. And it just is totally wasted, in my opinion. It gets into this like whole thing where it loses the plot and it becomes about this other woman who's also been, what happened with the other woman oh, who's like picking up cherry pits? That is a good question. What is going on there? I feel like that was a book thing. <sighs> like she maybe was like the town gossip in the book and we were supposed to see, well, I mean, she was a bit of a mirror of like, we see Jack Nicholson as this charming feminist, you know, whatever. She's there to anchor us and be like, no, 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 there's something bad is happening. And we're, it's escalating, escalating to her, the point of her death. So I think she was kind of supposed to be our audience. Yeah. We, the red surrogate flag. audience. Correct. Yeah. Um, I get that. I think that this movie. A lot of space given to that woman, though. Oh, my could God. Could have been neither here, like, could have been 
a hint, a hair. She had a lot of... She was a great actress, It just needed though. better writing. Wasn't she good? No, it just needed better <laughs> writing. I feel like that... So it's based on a book by John Updike, and George Miller has absolutely no vision in his direction for this film. And maybe he did when he initially got the project, but he completely wastes Cher. He completely wastes Susan Sarandon and he completely wastes Michelle Pfeiffer. All you ever see these women in are like these close up glamour shots. And it's like what these three actresses are capable of is like above and beyond. And they should all, you should be able to see that on screen with Jack Nicholson. It's a waste of talent. I mean, they're there. Who do you think they're, he's spending? They're there. Who do you think he's spending more time with? What do you mean? Like you're saying that he's wasting them. Is that because are you talking the, the specifically writing about is the writing? Wasting it because the they're thing. all playing such one-dimensional I women. Cher was a badass in this movie. In a way that, like, she's still like super male gazy and is like. You know, she's against men, but not really as long as a handsome one comes along, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But the theme of like women, you know, the theme of, and the idea of like conjuring up your dream man and like having to compete with your friends against him and like all this kind of thing. But they didn't really compete with each other. I know. And so it's like, what's the point of this movie? Like I, if they're all just going to be in this like big, like they're all going to be in a relationship with him, then like, why do we care? Well, I think that was maybe the... <laughs> <laughs> there's only a, one loose thread that I'm really seeing here. Um, and that is that his, his Jack Nicholson becoming evil, being mm-hmm. evil, being the devil, that felt, because um, you're right, it's like we're all living in this house, we're having these great balloon parties, we're dressing fabulously, we're eating He's whatever. He's taking care of Michelle Pfeiffer's kids. Oh my God, I loved it. We're all doing homework together. It was great. And then, and then what what did happen? What broke the camel's back that t- turned him? Because then all of a sudden the girls were like, oh, I guess it's when the woman died. Yeah. Did the, they think they were going to die? Yeah. The woman dies and then they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy is like has, has way too much of a power over us. Mm, I see. And Susan Sarandon's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I'm totally on board with this. Did you know that Susan Sarandon was supposed to play Cher's character? Yeah. And that they had like a whole thing happening. And Angelica Houston was supposed to be in it, which would have been a major mistake. Because she and Jack Nicholson were married. Interesting. I know. She was, she like auditioned, but wasn't even close to getting cast, which would have been really weird. Yeah. That'd to be in like a love triangle with your husband and so to, weird. And Cher and Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Not great. Sounds like the 80s. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. Absolutely, Angelica. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah. So his evilness. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't ever think that there was a threat to them, really, until they turned their back on, and then we got to see him like truly right. manifest into this crazy person. Right. But it was like it's all. It's just like, and this is a critique I have of eighties movies, just generally, is that it's so campy, and it's so based around just like the craziness of like what they thought films needed to be. That it's like you have a great story here. Just stick to it. I feel like the thing with the woman who, like, is puking up cherry pits and dies, I feel like all of the... I almost feel like they got in the relationship too quickly, and then it just kind of gets mm. boring for me. And then, in, like, all 80s movies, it just takes way too long to resolve. And by the end of it, I actually have no idea what's happening. Yeah, it did definitely go in a lot of places towards the end. So how are we fixing this movie? What are our notes to George Miller? George Miller... 31 years later, (laughs) I feel like we need, I needed the women to be showcased in a much more fabulous way. 
I needed Cher to be more of a badass and more of a... She would never have fallen in love with Jack Nicholson that quickly. I kind of enjoyed watching him court her because mm. she's like, no, I'm not going to sleep with you. And like, you got to be out of your mind. And like, just I does the whole like... Scene. It was so great. good. It's so Cher. Um, but I think just like playing up the women a little bit more, you know, like the craziness around the woman. I really wish we could remember her name, but she's the neighbor who like is part of everything. I haven't. It just gives too much space to secondary characters, which I feel like 80s movies always does. It's all about, it's always about the ensemble. And I would have loved to have had it just be the three women and Jack Nicholson. It could almost be a play in the way that it's structured. There's very few secondary characters that are actually needed to be a part of it. The other interesting thing in this, and I watched this movie with Umer, which was maybe a mistake because he like hated it from minute eight. <laughs> Sal walked in the middle and was like, where are we? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. He walked in when the woman was puking up cherries. Amazing. He was like, what is this? What are you watching? Um, is that America? Because there's this thread where it's like Jack Nicholson's the devil and he encourages these women to be super campy and like basically become vamps. Yeah. And there's like a whole bunch of imagery with like the snakes and the forbidden fruit and like uh-huh, just all uh-huh. of that kind of like hedonistic behavior that he encourages with the three women. And then there's, like, this other subset of, like, they're in a very religious, conservative Massachusetts town where it's, like, everybody wears white and they all go to church. And, like, it's almost like the neighborhood out of Edward Edward Scissorhands where everybody's kind of cookie cutter. Yeah. And this film was made in 1987 and Umer was like, it's almost like George Miller just wanted to create a critique of Reagan America. And he just wanted to, like, have this juxtaposition of, like, this super hyper-conservative Republican culture that they were in with you know needing to like bring the devil into your town to like have any kind of fun have any kind of like reprieve and feel seen and because all the women like express wanting to like go on a date and have sex and like have fun yeah and it's so subversive in their community to like especially female sexuality to like really feel that in themselves and Umer brought up a great point, and I totally missed it, so I have to give him all the credit for this. But he was like, it just feels like George Miller and John Updike, who wrote the book, is, like, making a big critique of the political structure. Wow. (laughs) Boom! No, I'm just kidding. I mean, and and that's basically as far as I can go with that, because I totally... I don't, I don't know American history very well, so I was just kind of like, but that is actually a great point, especially around female sexuality. I feel like this film does a really interesting process of being feminist initially and then being and like then taking it away from taking us. it away from us and like women are even empowered the but only in so much against her when she turns away absolutely and like they're empowered to like be in this relationship altogether until they start to think for themselves well i think for me if we could give him you know a small critique <laughs> is that the women ha- were able to manifest together this They created Jack Nicholson. They created this situation. They created him with all his powers and with all of his, you know, seductive nature and his ability to hurt people. What I felt like I was missing towards the end is I wish they would have started playing a little bit more with their own, A, their own individual power. You know, if we want to see Cher be more of a badass, like, you know, maybe she's creating, you know... Um, like an art store for herself, you know, setting herself up, you know, with her art career and stuff like that. Um, You know, maybe we're seeing the women use their power. And then towards the end, when it becomes clear that they're now dueling against each other, 
there shouldn't really be a question. If they brought him into the world, you know, they should be able to be like, bye. Yeah. So I feel like there there was a bit of a power dynamic. And I think for me, that's where I was a little bit lost is like, is Jack Nicholson a manifestation of their desires, which is the, you know, intention of the movie that witches of Eastwick is what we're meant to believe. Um, but at the end of the day, he has more power. Like, is he really supposed to be this devil god? And if so, like, why why aren't the women able to just take him down? Well, no I think question. this is, like, the disappointing thing about the movie is that these women are witches. And the fact that they use their powers, the only thing they use their powers for in this movie is to manifest a man is, like, so disappointing. Well, I mean, they ha- seem to have everything else. No, they're, like, so sad in their lives. It's like one of them is deserted (laughs) one of them is divorced one of them is widowed it's just like oh my god and like you said like Cher should manifest like it'd be so cute to see a scene of her like suddenly being this like amazing artist and it would be Mm -hmm. so fun to see Susan Sarandon being like a concert like cellist Cellist, yeah and then it'd be fun to see like Michelle Pfeiffer with like a new husband or something who's like helping her take care of her kids because that's such a thing for her and like yeah. The fact that the only thing, the only magical thing that happens in this movie is that we manifest Jack Nicholson is like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, I think the thing is not to play devil's advocate, I guess I am, is that they didn't know they were manifesting it. Yeah. And so they were just having like a fun chat of like what they would ideally want. And then it comes to be. Right. But then once that happens... Then we go, oh, damn, girls, we better be seancing every Tuesday for what <laughs> every we want. Every feminist Wednesday. <laughs> for what we want and need. Yeah, so there was a bit of a, maybe we need to read the book. I don't think I need to, <laughs> but if you want to read the book, you go for it, girlfriend. I feel like we're missing something. Well, there's a follow-up book to this called The Widows of Each Eastwick. Do you know about that? No. Yeah. And they also made a movie last year. <laughs> Maybe called... we'll make the remake. Well, they made Eastwick, which is a remake remake of this whole story. On ABC? Yeah. I totally watched that show. Okay. So give us the notes. <laughs> How is it? It was great. And they took it off the air. Yeah. It was great. Was it great? Yeah, I loved it. Really? Yes, Diana. No, I believe you. No, I think that this story is so fun and I'm waiting for somebody, maybe it's us, to come along and direct a remake. I think that this movie, I think that this story is such a cool idea and yeah. I think that it could be done Women in really... Women not knowing their power. Oh my God. And like whole conversations around like female sexual liberation and yeah, like, yeah. you know, it doesn't need to be the heterosexual relationship. Like we could get into a lot of really interesting well, territories. Well, then I was kind of wondering, are they, because clearly they all had sex with Jack Nicholson at the same time, then were they just going to be lesbians was my other question. Well, now that he's out of the picture, like, were we only lesing out for him? Now are they living in this, like, kind of, like, commune gay society? Yeah. Couldn't, which I feel like they pretended they weren't. Yeah. Because if we're looking at it from a male gaze perspective, like, they wouldn't be sexual with each other, but I feel like they would be. They absolutely would be. And I feel like Susan Sarandon was on board and Cher was like, this is a mess. <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, I would love to see Witches of East Eastwick remake where yeah we explore all of these we pull at the threads that are planted in the first act i do like what amir said too about the base of it being kind of a shake-up of this um kind of puritan society i think yeah super fun super interesting and timely <laughs> who would we cast you know i've been trying to think of it share share <laughs> is gonna be in it obviously because she's still she around could be like the guardian witch who's just like around town yeah and like yeah. gives them advice and stuff. I love Olivia Wilde to be in it because she's kind of witchy. Interesting. She has those eyes that I feel like are very mm. supernatural. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 
Interesting. I feel like uh, Ooh. who's the lead from um, Dear White People? Yeah, she's got beautiful she would eyes be too. exceptional in it. She'd We're going based on the eyes alone, <laughs> and we are. <laughs> um, yeah, she would be great in it. Who else? Who who would we cast as the guy? Oh, good question. Who's like Anthony Ramos? No, he's too sweet. Mm. He smiles, and you're just like, oh my god, you're so nice. <laughs> yeah, we need someone crazy. We need someone with like a sinister smile, but oh, like yeah, super. Crazy. Let's just get Jack Nicholson again. <laughs> Who's like a woke James Franco? We need somebody on that level. Dave Franco. <laughs> He's not crazy, though. He's cute. He could play crazy. I think we could make Dave Franco play crazy. He's going to need to grow his hair out for me. All right. Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Bradley Cooper would be great. Let's do it. Let's bring him in. All right. If he's available. So you're not recommending this movie, Diana? No. I think I'm going to recommend a rewrite and a remake. That's what I... Do you have any other Halloween backups? You could watch Hocus Pocus, I guess. Hocus Pocus is a must. Um, I really want to go see... The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's only 24 minutes long. You can watch it on YouTube like I, I did yesterday. I really love uh, Psycho with... Too scary. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's fun. I'm not good at being scared, but I'm trying to I'm trying to for the purposes of this season. I really want to go see the new Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. I know you texted me. You're like, let's do that. And I was like, nope. I was already. And it. then you were like, absolutely not. So here we are. All right. Well... Betty's, let us know what you're watching and what you, what's scaring you and this season. And tell us if you're Team Aaron or Team Diana on Witches of Eastwick. Yeah, let us know, please. <laughs> if you can get all, if you can get all the way through Witches of Eastwood, Eastwick, Eastwood. Oh my God, we should make the Witches of Eastwood, and it's all of his ex-wives. That'd be fun. Of He's Clint been married e? like five times. Clint Eastwood. Now? Yes. That would be interesting. <laughs> he used to have a reality show. His wife used to have a reality show. It was crazy. How have I not seen it? I know. You're behind. I've seen this Eastwick spinoff, but not the reality show. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this was fun. Happy Halloween. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Rate and review us, Betty. We love you. Hope you have a spooktacular evening. Happy Halloween. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The The Bitch Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.